What up, guys, and welcome to episode 35 of the Brave Birds Pod. You know what? Let's just start, get right into it. Um, so I see that Acuna is on the Gwinnett Stripers right now. When is he returning? The 22nd was the earliest he would be back for the Braves. Yeah. Um, right now he's playing down in Gwinnett. He probably won't come. Up. He probably won't come up until mid-May, and even then he'd probably DH for a while. Oh no, he was looking out. good at the Stripers. Mm-hmm. I saw him fielding some like good balls there. Okay. He can't be worse than Azuna. Obviously, you don't want to bring him up early and get hurt, but like, yeah, well, I, I think anyone could be better than Azuna. I mean, he, that's just not his position. It's what well, we need to do. That and Azuna should just be hitting. Yes. And Dickerson has no business being on a major league team. I yeah. mean, I agree with that. Uh, Alex Dickerson. The same could be said for the three. I mean, you could say that about a lot of people on our team. Well, a lot of the pitchers that we keep roca- er, rotating, Tuki Toussaint, Newcomb, like people that we keep rotating up when the other ones fail. We've been Newcomb doing this for like three years now. No, he doesn't deserve to be it. Like, he was hot for one year, and then he fell apart in the playoffs and hasn't done anything since. Newcomb's okay. We just uh, – the biggest struggle is we can't have our two best pitchers going one and two each. Yeah. You know? Well, Freed showed a lot of progress in the last game. I'm hoping it stays. But also, yeah. we went out to California and left three and three. Against like the Padres and the Dodgers are two very good teams. Oh, three and four. Yeah. Oh, three and f- which one did we have a four game series against? Uh, Padres. We went to. Oh. Uh, I mean, I'm still not upset about that. Neither am I. Like it's early in the season. We still need to get Acuna back. We need to figure out stuff on pitching. And on our worst day, we almost split with two of the best teams across the coast. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just upset with uh, how Charlie Morton's pitching lately. Like. I don't know what happened to him. I know he had a broken leg at the end of. Wasn't his first game back year, like a wild game? Yeah, he has, he has like an eight ERA right now in his three games he's pitched. But like the first game went really well and the next two were bad, right? No, he, he let up. His first game was bad as well. Okay, okay. That's why I'm wondering where the heck Charlie Morton is. Because the one on the mound, the past three three starts that he's had is uh not him. But, I mean, I'm glad that Freed showed up. He went, what, eight, seven innings, eight strikeouts, uh, two hits. So, he's at least found his game. Hopefully, he keeps it that way. You know, uh, hopefully, he can find his game now that he's down in the uh, AAA. And then Tukey, maybe maybe he'll figure, figure it out and be the guy that he was in the middle of the year last year. Okay, well, then, if you're recording now, yeah, I have a fun question for you and Will. about the Braves. Oh. No, 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 no. Hang on. I, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, yeah. What? So, what's the one thing that Mississippi State's good at? Um, baseball. So, why are you six in the nine or six and nine in the conference and barely above five hundred? Because we lost everyone. <laughs> yeah, everybody left. Uh, graduated. Forty-eight games or thirty-eight games into the season. It's not early in the season. Still April. You lost zero and three to Long Beach State. Yeah, we also, I think, lost uh, to Memphis. They're a top 25 team in the country, Red. You lost to Northern Kentucky. Yeah. It doesn't matter. We should still You lost be to Southern Miss. You Miss. lost to Tulane twice. Tulane is a good team. Didn't Tulane beat Texas as well? I don't know, but you lost to Georgia. They beat you by 11. Yeah, we lost yeah. our best starter, and we lost, like, 10 or, like, 
seven of our best hitters. You get swept by LSU. LSU's very good. Also, whichever one of you, I think it was Will, you sent me it on Twitter where like y'all beat Auburn and you sent me something bragging. Y'all went two and one in that series. <laughs> That's probably Will. That still sounds like a winner to me. Okay, I, I was just checking in on the one sport y'all were good at. But yeah, so at least Matt Olson is killing it. Ozuna's killing it hitting-wise, too. Like, Yeah, he, Ozuna's doing well. He didn't play a lot last year. I thought he was going to be a little rusty when he came back, and Same. He, he's perfectly fine. So um, we're actually in first with home runs. I mean, that's a standard for our team over these past few years. True, because we're at 16. Specifically our infield. 16 home runs, and I think we're tied for first with that. I don't know who's who's with us, but... Matt Olson is third right now in batting average at 452. Um, he is number one in hits at 19. And then Marcelo Zuna is down at eight or at 10. Olson's, uh, uh, tied. Olson's at 400 after today and 20 hits mm. now. Yeah, this was uh, fr- through through the 19th of April. And then okay. Zuna with four home runs, Ozzy with five. Oh, yeah, what a freaking road trip Ozzy had. Four hits, four home runs. Yeah, not bad. I know Max Freed started off a little slow, but if like anyone watched the full game yesterday, yeah, I did. That truly looked like the first time that he had all of his pitches. Like every type of pitch that he was pitching was hitting because, like, oh yeah, normally he's really good, but there's like one or two style of pitches that he pitches sometimes that just he avoids because they aren't going off that day. He was doing everything yesterday and destroyed arguably the best lineup in baseball at the moment. Oh, Guys, yeah. Jay Wright stepping down from Villanova. Is that the Why? Villanova's head coach? Yes, that's the one that's been really hot recently. And Fordham's coach is going to be his successor. Oh, wow. Uh, that is, oh, my gosh. But, yeah, I, I don't know what's up with the Braves right now. I hope once Acuna gets back, it'll spark a It'll ignite the spark that we that Olsen, Riley, and um, Azuna are starting with in the Nalbies. But the bottom of our batting batting order is so trash right now. I mean, the good news is when we get Acuna back, he's another good That'll person. Be, then we'll our DH becomes Ozuna, who is another good person. So, uh, I mean, Swanson yeah. needs to figure it out. Albies needs consistency. Like, yes, he's hitting home runs, but we need to get rid of the strikeouts. We need, we need to get him on base, too, because, I mean, you have Olsen coming up right behind him, who is on fire right yes, now. Yes, if Albies gets on base with Olsen behind him, we have that's runs three all runs. Day. <laughs> Every game. If But when Acuna comes back, I think it's going to go Acuna, uh, probably Olsen to Albies, or they're going to keep put Albies back in the second spot when Acuna was there. Because with the lineup, when Acuna was there, it was Acuna, Albies, Freeman. So I think they might just push, put Acuna up first, let him hit that home run. Albies come up, hit a home run, or get on base, and then Olsen hit him So in. who are you saying would be cleanup? Uh, Azuna, and then Riley after that. I'm fine with that. I would debatably switch Olsen and Ozuna, just depending on who's hotter at the given moment. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, you could switch them based on who's better at hitting... Which pitcher? Yes, put the better hitter in the four slot. Yeah, but I'm just... Yuck. Olsen has stepped up when we needed him. Olsen's on-base percentage is 5.16. He's getting on-base every other time he gets there. 
Yeah, it's crazy. Dude, what's even crazier is his OPS is 1.2. <laughs> We're wow. currently leading the league in at-bats, which is kind of wild. But also, like, the games we lose, we do no offensive productivity, and the games we win, our bats are on fire. Yeah. Like, I would take yeah. it every night scoring four or five runs other than on nights that we win, we win by nine or ten. Like, if we got consistency at five or six runs a day, I would take that over what we're at right now. But also, we've always been a very streaky team hitting. It takes one person to get hot, and the entire lineup goes off. That's very true. But I'm so sad that Austin had to have fun because he wasn't an all-star, so he had to have fun in the bedroom. And we didn't have him today or tomorrow. Well, no, tomorrow we have our day off. So we actually might have him Friday since it's a home game. I mean, Zach, you know what that's like. Sometimes you just can't control yourself. Oh, I, I completely understand. I have a kid myself, so... But congrats to him on his kid. They had him today, um, earlier today. His his name, his son's name is Eason Riley, is what they named him. So, congrats to him. He's still going to be MVP this year. Hopefully only missing this one game. But yeah, it was a okay road trip. Three and four, like you said earlier, Rhett. But we got Marlins on Friday... And we got a three-game series against them. And then we uh, got the Cubs, three-game series at them. And then we go to Texas and face the Rangers. But those are all win- those are all winnable. Like, we got a lot of tough teams. Two, uh, two really tough teams out early. And, you know, we're going to a place where we should be able to get some wins. Very true. I was going to say, after, after facing the Dodgers and the Padres, we better come back and be like, all right, this is going to be easy against the Marlins. Well, yeah. well, let's not let's not count our chickens before they hatch, but we're hoping for the best. Positivity, Will Barnes. Yeah, yeah, I know. I just what I what yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, what to do you always at, tell me, Will? Stop, 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 stop. Dude, let me talk. What I'm trying to say is that I don't want them to overlook these games. Braves, if you're listening to this podcast, don't slump. Nah, they're easy games. Ignore them. <laughs> Oh, this is bad. I want, yeah, we're gonna put all the blame on Brett. All right, so Will, you know how the uh, how the Brewers started terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're now eight and five, <laughs> like a game above Chicago. Oh no, long season. We'll see what comes of it, but I just I just can't wait for us to finally get hot. Like the freaking Mets are nine and three at the top. Granted, they're gonna fall off in the mid season, and we're gonna take over, but. I just wish we were just already at the top. The Brewers already play today? Oh, yeah, they They're did. Playing, yeah, they beat the Pirates. Yeah, and Chicago's down 5-0 to against the Rays. Yeah, uh, Braves are now 6-8, and eight, third and then all East. I don't know what we're doing. Hopefully, when Acuna comes back, it'll ignite a spark and we'll go on like a 30-game win streak. But, hey, the pieces are there. They just have to – I mean, at the same time, um, Swanson literally has never had a good April – He's the first player since 1913 to strike out in each of his first 10 games in three straight seasons. It's after the first month is when hopefully he will finally start doing well. Yeah, just got to get warmed up. That's all. Especially this year, too, with how short of a preseason everybody had. Uh-huh. Yeah, hopefully Charlie Morton will should be, uh, should be getting there and getting heated back up. Wasn't you know. his first... Bad game in Atlanta? Yeah. Okay. But that was his yeah. first game of the year, too. It was game two against the Reds. We did win it, though. We did oh. win when he when he pitched. 
Actually, yeah, right. You're you're right. Um, he only let up two runs that game. Oh wait, no, yeah. he didn't. No, he let up uh one. I was about to say I remember. No, Morton... it was two earned runs. Two earned runs in his first game. So yes, That's he did have one good. Still one not good that game. bad, but it's the same thing. Freed's done. They both had one good game, and the other two games they've had were horrible. Yep, because I know Freed had a terrible first game. Let up five runs in that game, and then in the second game, didn't he do the same thing? I'm just so happy for Kyle Wright. Me too. I get oh, excited no. when he came down. Yeah. Oh, second game, Freed only let up uh, two earned runs. And then this last game, he freaking dominated. So I was so happy about that. But yeah, hopefully we can bounce back against the Marlins. Um, I'm very, very sad because that, that first game with Dodgers pregame, they interviewed Freddie. He was crying. I was crying. Everybody was crying. I don't know if y'all got to see the interview or not, but... Yeah, I saw that, it and was... then I saw his kid running up to all the Braves. Dude, did you see him run up to Swanson? Yes. Charlie just booked it at him, and I just was like, no. Also, not Braves-related news, but I, I saw some really sad news. It really pulls at my heart. Um, Altuve got injured running and injured his hamstring and has to miss a little bit. Oh, so sad. We're all heartbroken. Oh, so bad. But yeah, Fred, Freddie, the, the interview was crazy. Once he, once he comes to town, I can't wait for that game. But it was literally Hollywood written script. Um, Freddie Freeman hasn't hit a home run yet this year. First at bat, steps up to the plate. Nails one out of the park against, you know. Uh, His first two home runs as a Dodger were against us. Yep. And he sat, they won both games, like... Oh, I missed that hitting. Granted, Olsen completely has replaced him, which is, or replaced his hitting, which is nice because he's being even more productive right now than Freddie is. But we had Freddie for so long. It's so hard to see him playing in that disgusting blue. Move on, Zach. It's okay. We'll be fine. I would move on to good news, but I don't know of any good news that we have, except that Acuna is going to be back soon. And we've hit Dude, 20 home runs. Move on to anything. Dear God, this is... We've hit a, Talk we've about hit Max Freed's last game. Dude, that was a great one. But yeah, that's all I got for the Braves. I mean, hopefully we can pick up some steam and get the 97 or the 91 wins that we're projected to get. Still, like Will was saying, early season. We got plenty of time. Charlie's going to figure his stuff out. Um, Kyle Wright. Needs to stay as hot as he is. And now we just need to find our fifth starter between, you know, uh, Tukey, um, Bryce Elder. Newcomb. Newcomb's not starting. He's staying down in AAA, and I hope he stays there. But I mean, we. No, you don't. His yes, result, I do. He is not a good three pitcher. three years, we have literally rotated Newcomb and Tukey Tucson and just like one other random guy. Like one of them goes up for a little bit, and then when they do bad, we swap up another one of them. We've You're, done this for three yeah. years now. You're right, Will. Sean Newcomb is good. He's good at eating innings when we're getting killed. And if you notice, in those games when we're getting killed, he's not letting up that many runs. He's still letting up multiple runs, though. No, he's not. But we look know that we know that it look, is very, very possible for him to let up runs, and that's why he's the one eating up the innings. It's possible for any pitcher to let up runs. Look at today. We let up. No, yeah, we let up five. 
Yeah, so you can't stop blaming Sean Newcomb just because you have some random vendetta because he's the guy no, that but goes to then the again, vote. listen to so, listen to what Rhett just said. Okay, no, I'm gonna go over Sean Newcomb. Three years ago, his ERA on the season was eleven point two. Last right. year it was four point seven. This year it's seven point two so far. Like those are above four on his best year, up to eleven on his worst years. He is very streaky. He will go out and have one really good game, and then like the next game, he will drop eight runs in the first five innings, and then that's a loss. Now, if he did that once or twice every like ten games that he's played, then understandable. But the but fact the that he does is, it every other game, he didn't used to do that. It was after that one year in the playoffs where like he fell apart. In it was like the first he inning the they yips. scored. Like yes, since then no consistency whatsoever. And yeah. like, I, I like Newcomb. He had a few good years with us. The past three years have been bad. So he needs to talk to Matzik to figure out how he got over his yips so he can come back and be a good pitcher again. All right, let's move on to the Hawks. We got into the playoffs. So, all right, Yay. there's the good news, Will. We got in the playoffs when we shouldn't have. Um, But we have lost the first two games to the Heat. Second game was much better than the first one, but we just take stupid shots. Like, we try and force so many... Like, I was watching last night's game. It was 104-101, to 101, the uh, Heat. And Trey Young just carries it over half court and tries to hit a deep three and misses when he hit two threes yesterday. Like, if you know you're not hitting those threes, try and settle down and, like, get a two or something and then go play defense. Like, it's annoying just seeing them just throw up these shots that aren't even good shots to take. They're just throwing them up. Or give it to Bogey, who is on fire, and let him hit the shot. But we come back to State Farm uh, on Thursday. Or is today our day off? I mean, or today tomorrow. Yeah, Friday. We play Heat at State Farm Arena, so hopefully we can take those two games off of them. Bogey had... um. Eight points in the first game, and Trey had like six in the first game. It was pretty bad. So they at least found their fire in the second game. Sadly lost, but hopefully that's just like they're climbing that slope, and next game they'll get the W. Well, as we've learned, and I think the Heat kind of realized this, if you can just let Bogey constantly have the ball and let him take over and force, force a lot of... Force Trey to make shots he shouldn't, because they get down, then it's fine. Because if your options are Jimmy Butler scoring 45 or bogey, Jimmy Butler's going to win that. Oh, yeah. Like, Trey can put up points, but they were they haven't let him really take over a game. Nope. They've let the other team score and said, let the, let the rest of them beat you. You know? that's They've had a very good defensive plan. Yeah, they're like, don't if we shut Trey down, will you probably pretty much are going to win. And yeah. That's kind of what they've done, especially since Capella is also is now out and I don't know how long he's out for, but I know he was getting reevaluated this week. So hopefully, hopefully we can step it up these next two games, but otherwise the rest of the um, playoffs Celtics beat the Nets in their first game with a wild finish. Rhett, was that you that said you watched it? Sorry. I got distracted. by. Something. I saw the ending of the Celtics game. Yeah. Oh no, that wasn't me. Okay, that was Artie then. Yeah, Artie, explain that. Explain the last uh, the last play. <laughs> okay, it was um, 
Fuck, who who caught the ball? Who scored? Was it Tatum? Yes. Uh, so there was a pass uh, coming in from uh, the outside, outside the arc. They had the ball moving really quickly as time is kick- ticking down. Was it tied or was Celtics down by one? Celtics were down <laughs> by one point. Launches it inside to Jason Tatum, who instantly rolls for a layup buzzer beater to win the game. Dude, that's, that's pretty nuts. sick. And then you hear you, that's awesome. You hear all the Kyrie stuff that's going on and how he got fined 50k because he flipped off hilarious. all the fans and stuff. I hope the Nets lose. I hate I, I hate them. I don't hate them as much as I hate the Knicks. Yeah, I all really right. Don't very, very Nets. true. I can agree with that. <laughs> Knicks fans are just some of the most obnoxious people. New York fans are obnoxious people. Yeah, yeah. I completely I, agree. Philadelphia is probably right behind that. Oh, for sure. But yeah, I got the Bucks up one game on the Bulls. Uh, we're recording on Wednesday, so Celtics play the Nets tonight and Bucks play the Bulls tonight. And then 76ers and are up Sixers, 2-0. Yeah, the Sixers play the Raptors tonight as well. Holy, holy, holy balls. I did not see this Western first round. Phoenix Suns yes. and the Pelicans are tied 1-1. Oh, yeah. And Devin Booker just got injured, so the Pelicans Oh, no! He's only out a game or two. But still. He's going to be out game three for certain, and then possibly game four. So it's not looking too good, especially because those games are back in New Orleans. But also, this is against the Pelicans. They can't really complain about missing their best player when Zion's been out all year and the Pelicans still made it. Concur. Very true. But then Memphis is tied with Timberwolves, which I'm surprised about. I thought Memphis would steamroll them. But I saw game one of the Memphis-Timberwolves game, and it was a really close game. Yeah, Minnesota won 130-117. It was much closer than that actual score because Minnesota kind of took over in the fourth quarter. Otherwise, it was pretty even throughout the rest of the game. And then you got Golden State 2-0 on the Nuggets. Apparently, uh, Djokovic is just being an ass right now on the court. Jokic. His name's Jokic. Jokic? Oh, yeah. Djokovic is a tennis player. Huh? Djokovic is a tennis player. Oh, yeah. And then the Mavs and Jazz are tied 1-1 with Luka being out. Yeah. Has anybody heard any word on Luka's injury? Yeah, I don't think he's coming back. The uh, Jazz, the Jazz are just like they're. They need to go. I, I just, I'm not high on this Jazz team. They always bounce early in the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, so we got some good games tonight. Um, Celtics versus Nets and the Bucks versus the Bulls. So honestly, I really hope the Bucks lose. Cause if we win, I would much rather play the Bulls. Yeah, I. Hmm. But that's probably very low chances. I'm I'm thinking that we'll get Heat Celtics in the East final. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably going to say if Booker is actually only out a game or two, I think that they can get through the Pelicans without him. Uh, I personally would love to see Suns Grizzlies, but I could easily see Suns Warriors just as easy. Yeah, I think Suns-Warriors would be that Western Conference final. I, I don't think that the Nuggets, or especially if Luka's either out completely or is 
not 100% when he comes back, I don't think they can beat any of the top three teams. Not in a series. Maybe a game or two. But I, I would love to see I'm, – I'm super high on John Morant, and I, I would love to see him against that Suns team and see how well they all can do. Oh, dude, I would love to see that. I would love to see Jaw play the Suns. Yeah. I think that the Suns are still overall the best team. But if Jimmy is putting up 45 points, I don't know if they can lose. Because this Heat heat team is... They're so good. Way better than that team that lost to the Lakers two years ago. Yeah. They they are just... Everything but better, and Jimmy Butler is a different player right now than he was two years ago. He is dominant. But yeah, they did not miss any shots the first night or the first game, and then the second game, we at least were hitting our, some of our shots, so it didn't look as bad, but they still were hitting all their threes. Oh yeah, that's another thing that makes me mad, is our defense just let them shoot as many threes as they want. They just let They basically let them get open to shoot a three. We don't have we don't have the defense top to bottom that can cover. Well, one we don't have defensive guards. That's the pro- biggest problem. So we don't have guys that can get out to the ball to challenge shots. But we also don't really have we don't have the dominant size outside of one or one or two people on the court at any given time that can actually beat people. So teams, mm-hmm. when you play a team like Miami who has guys all over they're going to they're going to win. We can't we can't play big like a lot of like some teams can. I was really surprised that we beat the Cavs because the Cavs are a perfect build to beat the Hawks cuz they can play big and their bigs can shoot. But we did have Capella for that game. That's when he got hurt. Um big news out of the NFL. Debo Samuel wanting to leave the Niners. Thoughts? Did you see the reasoning? I did not. I was assuming it was money because I know he wanted a big contract. Money is one of the big issues, but it's not the biggest issue. He wants to be a wide receiver. He does not want to be a hybrid wide receiver running back. Oh, what? Wow. So he is essentially looking for a team that will use him how he wants to be used, which is a wide receiver. Ah. I'm and very that also takes away a lot that. of his value. Like he's still yeah. like a high value wide receiver, but a lot of his market was like the explosiveness all over the field. I was gonna say, I mean, they're still gonna use him as a running back sometimes. Like maybe not set up in the slot, put him in motion, and hand it off as he was going in motion. But yeah, but like I mean, they had been using him as actual running back, back slot. Yeah, they've been so using I wonder... him as everything kick return. He only wants to be a wide receiver. That makes me sad. I mean, I would love I to get him because we would, if we I, need a receiver. If I had my, if my option was get paid a little bit extra, not maybe not the top end guys, but get paid like a good wide receiver, but I'm not getting pummeled every time I touch the ball. Like that's way better for his longevity. I think that's a good yeah. decision for him. Let's be I honest, think... 75% of that offense was essentially ran through him in different ways. If, very like, true. at the very least, just being a decoy, but... Well, you like, also have think to about... think they were on their third-string running back. Yes. So if you have a third-string running back, and then if, let's just say, Trey Lance is up to speed, he might not have to do that, because Trey Lance can also run. Mm-hmm. And if he could, if he could be the RPO rather than Debo, that would help them a lot. 
Yeah, but hey, I wish the Falcons had money to sign him. Me too. But so bad. I, I mean, it's being okay. honest, hey, if Green no, Bay. we're paying the we're paying all our money is going to the uh, starting quarterback for the Colts. If we had the money to get him, I still don't think we would this year, just because it would be wasted. Like, look at our offense. Debo Samuel in his prime, those two years that we're not going to have a quarterback, we're not able to sign anyone else, he would be pure wasted on our team. True. Yep. But one of his, uh, one of the, I saw they, like, there was like three teams that were top landing spot for him, and one of them was Green Bay. I don't know who the one other, of the two other ones were. was the Cowboys. Gross. Really? Both Dang. of those are gross, but I'd prefer Cowboys. <laughs> Zach, you can't be upset. Cowboys Whatever. is one of your Whatever. other teams, literally. Yeah, no, I like Dak. Yeah, and then your cousin, three times removed, brother knows a guy that was friends with the equipment manager <laughs> at some other team. Uh, I think I'm, only, I'm, only, I'm only cheering for three teams this year and one person. I, what no, three teams? Because no, we'll hold you to this. No, uh, yes, that's... Uh, shenanigans. Shenanigans. No chance whatsoever. All right, bet. Okay, what three teams? Name Green them. Green Bay, Bills, and Falcons. And then so Dak you're not going to say that would be the fourth right there. No, I said I'm going to cheer for three teams and one person. I don't care how many how many um, what? touchdowns no, Cowboys defense lets up. I don't care if they lose. I just want to see Dak do good. Do well. You want to see him do well. Grammar. I want to see him do well. Honestly, if the Cowboys just didn't have Trayvon Diggs or if they just had him playing safety instead of corner their defense would actually be really good. But he can get targeted because he's basically in the situation where Trayvon Diggs is either I'm going to get a pick or I'm going to let up a touchdown. Yeah. And for the first half of the season, he got a lot of picks. The second half and then playoffs, he let up a lot of picks. When they weren't playing uh, Taylor Heineke? Right. Like the, the toughest, the biggest thing that the Cowboys also get away with is there's three other quarterbacks in that division that aren't good true like jalen hurts is a good running quarterback but he doesn't have the same and they utilize him well but he doesn't have the utility or the arm that like a lamar jackson would have that he's able to run for 100 yards a game and then also throw for 300 yards like if lamar jackson had a receiver he would probably win MVP again. But J- you have Jalen Hurts, who's maybe a B-rated quarterback. You have now Carson Wentz, who is C-plus, maybe. And then in last year, you had Taylor Heineke, who was a D. And who am I forgetting? Fuck. Dak Prescott. Wait, you, wait. Yes, you have Dak Prescott, obviously, but he's – there who's in the yeah. oh new york yeah daniel jones who sucks so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like and i guess it's not entirely daniel jones's fault but that's three quarterbacks right there that are at the bottom tier from a passing perspective that are all in the same division as the cowboys and like dak is really good because it, and he has the weapons which is great and they have the they've invested in an offensive line, but I think the defense gets away with not having to play good teams. And it's similar to similar, but a little bit different from the Pats, the Pats for the past twenty years, where they had the best quarterback in their division regularly, 
and their defense was good enough to swamp the Miami Buffalo pre Josh Allen Buffalo was not good. And then you all, and then you have New York who hasn't had a good quarterback in years because you had a declining Brett Favre was their last good quarterback. So same thing. Now, the other problem that Dallas runs into too is Dak was hurt one year. And then they also can't show up in playoff games where the Patriots could. But you get what I'm saying. Yeah. And now they just lost one of their best receivers. Yes. But now back to this thing. Zach, who are your three teams? Bills, uh, Falcons, and Green Bay. So you're not going to root for the Cowboys or the Patriots? Correct. Oh, I I never rooted for the Patriots. Yes, you did. No, no, I told you. You did when they were good. I told you before. Get before fucked, 2017, Zach. I did like the Patriots because my dad cheered them on. That's who I grew up like cheering Bandwagon. on. Bandwagon. What year did Brady leave? Uh, 2019. 2020 was his first year with the Bucks. Yeah. But after 2017, I completely disowned them and never cheered for them again. <laughs> you sound like you're a bandwagoner. Nats Nationals parachute mix up. Washington's pregame military celebration. Causes the U.S. Capitol to be evacuated. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ooh, that's not good. That's not good. <laughs> so, quick question. Are you going to cheer for Jalen Hurts? No. Why would he cheer for Jalen Hurts? Because he did last year. Did you cheer for Jalen Hurts last year? did I year? cheer for him last year? I mean, like, when you would talk about him, you would say that you, you would just talk about him a lot and say that you wanted him to do well. Yeah, I, I can't cheer for someone to do well. No, but you, you want said, everyone to do well that's not named Aaron Rodgers. That that's the thing. You said that you were gonna cheer for one player this year, so I was just confirming. Oh, so so Dak. If I were to cheer for one player, it would be Dak. Okay. If I were to root for one player, it'd be Joe Burrow, Artie. This is not oh, a yeah, duh. Yeah, <laughs> I was duh. gonna let Artie answer and then make fun of him if he didn't no, say Joe no. Burrow. The the pause was a like I I, I was like, no, I got No, you. I'm actually offended at myself. Yeah, yeah, I'm mad at myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I had to root for one player, it would 100% be Joe Burrow. I caught Artie while he was slipping. Okay, well, who's your one player then? Oh, who's my one player? I'm trying to think. Who did I meme a lot during fantasy? Uh, Tristan Teddy B. Uh, yeah, but I'm probably not rooting for Teddy B this year if I'm rooting for one player. Yeah, he's also not starting in Miami, which is yeah, kind of sad. Yeah, kind of sad. I'd like to say Jonathan Taylor, um, but my... That's an easy pick. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that's I feel an like easy that's... one to like. Yeah. Um, Especially can you circle now that back? he has a quarterback. Yeah, Rhett, do you have a talking point? Can you circle back to me? Mine's going to be very random, and y'all are not going to guess, like... It's not who you would expect. Cam Newton. Uh, no. <laughs> Currently signed player. If Cam Newton comes back, he's automatically it. Yeah, I'm yeah, he's my number him. two. If Cam Newton comes back, he's my number two. Justin Herbert. Okay, okay. Re- uh, reasoning. No, I'll yeah, reason that's actually that. pretty sick. I like, I like Herbert. Like, I like him a lot coming out of college. The only other young QBs that would be at his caliber, who are also a few years ahead of him, would be Mahomes and Josh Allen, who have like two or so more years and, and Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow. But Joe Burrow is the same age. 
I think he came out of college like the same. Yeah, I think they did. I think they were drafted in the same. Did he play? Yeah, Oregon? Holmes yeah, and yeah. Josh Allen are the only ones that are in front of him. And the four QBs we just named, I would argue, are the best four young QBs Lamar? in the league right now. Lamar came out before. Lamar is yeah. uh, right before Dak, or right before Dak. Lamar was in. Yeah, he was in college. He was playing. He played against uh, Mississippi State in the bowl game when he was at Louisville. So I think he's a little older than them. Also, I would put those four quarterbacks above Lamar arm strength wise. Oh, yeah. You go into the I whole was... athlete argument, it's different. Arm strength? or I, I, For me, arm strength would just be like how far can he launch it and Lamar can chuck it 50 plus. But, but we're also talking about but Josh accuracy. Allen, Patrick Mahomes, yeah. Burroughs, and Justin involved. Herbert who – all have insane arm strength. Yeah. And yes, Lamar can throw it far, but he would beat all of them except maybe Patrick in athleticism. I would put Lamar a little bit ahead, but I, I would, would put, put the Lamar other ones ahead of Patrick for, for athleticism. Patrick's just a way better passer. Yeah, I think the four that I was naming are better passers than Lamar. Lamar's the better. Yeah, yeah, He's better athlete. Oh, yeah. So Dak uh, got drafted in 2016. Lamar oh my god, got, we still on this? Lamar got drafted in 2018 what i was saying was dak dak got drafted in 2016 and lamar got drafted in 2018 so i think i think uh lamar was with josh allen and patrick mahomes okay i mean that makes sense but i mean still Oh, mitch trubisky that's who you meant that's That's your other quarterback (laughs) your other quarterback no uh okay i think my answer he got drafted before all of them Tom Brady, he got drafted before all of them. No, I was talking about in the same draft class. No, I, I know, I'm just class. Class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I think my answer would be pretty simple. Um, and it's, I, I just, I think it's probably if I had to root for one player, because like I couldn't narrow down one player on the Broncos to root for. Antonio Brown. No. Is he still in the league? Like, is he coming no, I back? I guess he hasn't, he hasn't signed, but he's okay. technically a free agent. Tim okay. Tebow. No, it would it would be Derek it would be Derek Henry. He's got free trunks for calves. Okay, that's fair. You did yeah. definitely speak about him a lot last year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have a few more random NFL questions for y'all. Mm-hmm. Okay, lovely. And then we can get into draft discussion because it's next week. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go dry screw pre workout. I'm ready, Rhett. Which NFL coach do y'all think is most likely to be fired next year? Oh, Seattle's I disagree. But we'll go around the room and then I'll get to mine. Okay, fine. What do you think, Artie? Oh, I got mine. Well, um, the Jets just signed a quarterback or just signed a coach. Dolphins just got a new coach. Giants just got a new coach. I would say probably Panthers. Matt Rule. Dang, that's that was what I was saying. Oh, dang. That's yeah. a good Matt one. Rule was, was on my hot seat. Yeah. Matt Rule, because all the other teams that I can see, like, that I predict suffering, or, you know, just not living up to the hype, the other, all those other teams either just got new coach, like, got a new coach in the last two years, basically, or are going through a rebuild, like the Falcons, where they're obviously Arthur Blank's not going to blame Arthur Smith. Especially when you would, th- you would think. Year. Yeah, you would think. Everybody, everybody else, like, what I'm seeing in the league right now is for the longest time. And what I saw a lot last year was a lot of teams that were in the middle of the pack kind of floating 
Whereas this year, when I look at it, every team is either really, really good or terrible. Concur. Like, Bills, fantastic. Ravens, Bengals, Browns, if Deshaun plays, are all very good teams. Battlestar Galactica. The Colts, if Matt Ryan can play like 2017, 18, 19 Matt Ryan, Colts are very good. And then you have the entire AFC West is really good. The Rams are really good. The Bucks will be really good. And everybody else is a little bit either way behind them or is really missing a key player. Okay, I'm going to go with Mike McCarthy. No, God damn it! No! I, can, yep. <laughs> I like that pick. I, 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 I can see that. that was, that's probably number two for me. I have an entire reasoning behind it. Me too. Right, you go say first, though. Go first. Let's go over their last few head coaches. I'm just going to say the years that they coached. So I don't need to go into the names. Four years, two years, three years, four years, four years. Jason Garrett is the one exception that lasted 10 years, and Mike McCarthy's now going into his third year with a 545 win rate, and you know how Jerry Jones is. It's Super Bowl or bust with him every single, or every single year, so he's been busting for 20-something years. Yeah. But like... Let's see, there's Wade Phillips lasted four years from them with a 600 win rate. There, there are four coaches that lasted under four years with better win rates than Mike McCarthy currently has, and Jerry Jones has a very short lease. If you're not doing good, like you're gone. Mm-hmm. So uh, I could see Mike McCarthy. They were rumoring him on the hot seat all last year. Mm-hmm. That's insane. You know what's funny is the freaking um, the Cowboys are like one of the highest, like most expensive teams in the world. Yeah, they're like the Mets. They're like the Dodgers. They're like the Yankees. But the problem is, just like with the Mets and Steve Cohen, this is what Rhett was just saying. <clears throat> Jerry Jones, is he has too much say. It's his money, so he wants the team run his way. But he's not. He's a, he's a team owner. He's not the head coach. Isn't he the general manager, too? And it, yeah, yes. he is. <clears throat> so he... So he's... He, he, he seriously, there's, I mean, too much of a, too much of anything is not good. And he has influenced that team way too much to the point that you always have that thought in the back of your head. You know, you've got this giant contract and you want to stay with the Cowboys. The Cowboys have potential. They have the money and you want to keep the boss happy. So maybe you have a different game plan of how you're going to line up against San Francisco in the playoffs or Maybe you think that certain players are performing better at practice. I highly doubt Jerry Jones is out there in the, in, in the summers watching everybody, and I highly doubt he's reading the scouting reports that your entire an, analyst team is creating for the coaching staff. Jerry Jones has the final say, and he's made it a point. like He has that reputation in the league that he is way too controlling of how the team is run. So, that, like, it, Seriously, if he, would just, if he would just be passive, if, if you just switch from being active manager to – index fund jerry jones that team would run smoothly <laughs> i mean it's the same thing with a lot of stuff in texas like look at the texas longhorns they are one of the highest revenue generating football teams but they have very short leases or leashes for their uh coaches if they're not doing well same thing with texas a&m they bring in so much money i mean it's in texas it's football they bring in money but the coaches almost don't even get the time and they're being micromanaged to the point that they can't run their own thing like will was saying that it, it's three bad years. He's been to the playoffs once in two years. If he has one more year where he doesn't make the playoffs, especially in that division, he's gone. Like maybe in the middle of the season. He might if they start if they if they if they start cold, Brett, 
I'll double down. He might be gone come October if they start real cold. Yes, completely agree. I'm not going to go so far to say like beginning. I think it might be closer to Halloween time frame. But if, if you wake up and it's like they're closer to a Dolphins, like if they're at a two, not not 0-7, but if they're like a, like a 3-6 and six or they're at a 2-5, and five, you know, right there week 7, week 8, um, <clears throat> excuse me, week 8, week, week 9, then you, mm, yeah, Jerry Jones is going to get rid of you real quickly. Okay, but, moving on to the other NFL thing. This one's not more conversation. It's just news. Denzel Ward is now the highest paid cornerback with – a hundred and five or a hundred point five million dollar extension over five years. So that's really big for the Browns. Um, Baker Mayfield, the only team that seems to be interested in trading for him is the Panthers. But if they don't get what they want, there's rumors the Browns might release him, and then the Steelers are the most likely to pick him up insanely we, fast. So do you think? Why? Well, I don't. I, I don't think he's better than Trubisky. Oh, I don't know, Artie. That's I don't not, think he is. But there's also zero – there's not going to be a lot of competition in signing Baker. They could probably get him for a really cheap deal. Baker will take it in a I'm going to prove myself mindset and prove that he's worth something for like one year or two years. And then it's just competition. One does bad, they throw in the other one. It's not like you're throwing big bucks at yeah, Baker. I guess. And, and, and that's I, true. I should, they did unfortunately lose Dwayne Haskins, so they need a good backup. But I just – I don't see it. I think he can, would be a better fit for – I don't know. I don't think he can play. He hasn't been durable if he doesn't have an offensive line. Like, can I ask, can I ask a question? And yeah. right, you, right. I want to say first off, right, commend commend you because you've done a great job with this NFL roundtable. But uh, this is more for Artie because he is one talking about everybody. How high is Mr. Trubisky's season uh, ceiling? Have we like have we really seen him play all that much at the NFL level? And I'm not talking about getting thrown in there. Yeah, and I'm not talking about getting thrown in there when the Bills are winning or losing by 30-plus. He started for the Bears for three years. Oh, is it three years? I yeah. thought he – I thought. okay, I thought I thought year two was when Nick Foles got brought in. I mean, I can look it up, but I'm pretty sure he was the starter for three years because he got drafted the same year that Mahomes did. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, so – And then you're also dealing – I mean, they had a shitty coach – uh, one wide receiver, no offensive right. line, bad defense. It's it's hard to put the blame on him. So in 2018, he went 11 and three with a 66.6 completion rate and over 3,000 yards. The next year, he went eight and seven, but he was still six. He was above 60 percent completions three years in a row. And had 3,000 yards two of those years and 2,000 yards one of those years. And that is with really Allen Robinson being his only weapon on the team. He didn't have a great offensive line. Yes, the Bears defense was good a few of those years. But, like, he wasn't horrible considering he was on the Bears. Uh That being said, I don't think the Steelers have more weapons than the Bears had. So I wouldn't expect him to, like, shoot off. They lost Juju. They do have Deontay Johnson, who's good. They do have uh, what's Najee the Harris, who's Najee good. Harris. Yeah, Their offensive line is comparable to the Bears. So, I mean, I would say he has more weapons now just because he has a better running back. I would put Allen Robinson comparable to Deontay Johnson because he had Allen Robinson right when Allen Robinson came in the league. So, I mean, it's going to be more of uh, – I would expect about the same because he has about the same – teammates around him they're like skill level around him yeah 
that being said, there's a lot of quarterbacks that throw under 60% in in those years. He's 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 16 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Like that's not horrible rates. I'm not going to claim they're the best, but like yeah, it's pretty bad. He's above average. Yeah, I, I I don't think he was necessarily the problem. I think he I think, did good with what he could, and then you saw yeah. a bad coach running the offense. Uh, I mean, literally the only person around him was Allen Robinson. He had nothing right. else. I think right. also— And we'll see how good he actually is. We'll see how good Allen Robinson can be now that he's on a good team. Well, yep. and I think also that where I'm, you know, in my mindset, I'm holding him in this, I'm putting him on the same pedestal as those he was drafted with, which is fair, but also it's comparable, but it's also unfair since they've had multiple starts and have had way more assets around them than the very few you mentioned for the Bears in the past couple of seasons. So And good coaching. I can't, very good coaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's overlooked too, right? So I can't expect Trubisky to perform close to the same level if he doesn't have the same amount of time talent and support i mean i think mm -hmm. i i I don't want him to do better than my Bengals, but i want him to succeed at least to be fair if you put trebinski in a different draft class he would actually be one of the better quarterbacks to come out of it like look at 2018 where you have baker mayfield sam darnold josh rosian yes josh allen came out of that year i think trebinski would be second no, no, Josh Allen. No, wait. I thought we just said Josh Allen was the same year as Pat Mahomes. No, they were uh, no. one or two years uh, apart. Pat Mahomes was 2017. Josh Allen was 2018. Oh, okay. Jo- I, th- I thought uh, Josh Allen was actually with Lamar. We did say that they were the same, but they basically are because they're only one year apart. Yeah, okay. but that year Baker was one. Sam Darnold was three. Josh Allen was seven. And Josh Rosen was 10, and then Lamar was 32. Trebinsky is better in my mind than Baker, Sam Darnold, and Josh Rosen, who were top yes. 10 picks. Yeah, Josh, Josh isn't Josh sucks. Rosen backup right now for Atlanta? Yes, he he's was in our backup. Okay, he was our backup last year. Yeah, he was our he was our backup last year. But he also got hurt early on, like at practice or something, and then he was fine, but he got hurt like at practice or like early in the preseason. Yeah. Okay, I have one more semi-related NFL thing to talk about. Um, The match was just announced. It's going to be Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen early in June. What do y'all think about that? I thought that was awesome that it's... Now it's just quarterbacks playing. It's not even two pros playing with them. Yeah, the Ziggy special. Tell me, me, Zach, which way are you leaning? Which way are your cousins supporting? Oh, I'm going... I mean, he has Rodgers on one side and Josh Josh Allen on the other. Yeah. I know how Aaron Rodgers and Brady play golf. I, I've seen them play from the match, the other match uh, last year or two years ago when they played with Phil and um, I think it was Colin Merkava. No, it was a, no, it wasn't. Was, no, they put the first one was Tiger, Tiger Phil, Tiger Brady, Brady Phil, and uh, Peyton. Yeah, that's what the original was, but. Yeah, I watched last year, so I know how Brady is good at golf. But I hear Josh Allen is insane. Like he's like a one or two handicap, if not plus. Because uh, all I've seen, I've seen him play at the celebrity tournament, but I didn't get to see really watch that because I couldn't find it on TV, to be honest. But Pat Mahomes, I don't know how he plays golf, so I think Aaron Rodgers, Brady will win that turn. Will will win the match, but it'll be. It'll be a fun one to watch. Their handicaps are higher than you think. Oh, they are. What is out? What's Josh Allen's then? 
Uh, I can't find it for what it's going to be at this, but when they played at the Pebble Beach tournament, Josh Allen had a nine handicap. Mahomes had a 7.7 handicap. So, like, they're not bad golfers by any means, but they're all in the six to nine range. Which is, oh, like, just under bogey in a course. Uh, I mean, it's hitting in the 70s, mid-70s. Yeah, just breaking 80, mid-80, yeah. Yeah. What else you got for me? Um, Artie, take us to the draft, the pre-draft. Okay, so I have a couple questions for you guys. Um, the first one's going to be, who do you each think goes number one overall? Then we will do top quarterback, top wide receiver. Sound good? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. All righty. And then we can each pick for uh, we can each pick a team that we follow that's not the Falcons, and or we can say which one that we think the Falcons should pick at first. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Rhett, who do you think will be the number one overall pick? Trayvon Walker. Why? I've seen a lot of rumors, but going outside of the rumors, I think he has the highest potential out of all of them. Um, I mean, he's a very explosive player, has a lot of room for growth, and I mean, I just think he has the highest, like, high end. So that's my reasoning. All right, Will Barnes, who is your first pick overall? Oh, man, I I have no idea. I have not followed the draft close, closely enough. Um, I, ooh, I mean, and I guess I'll just go with the cliche because it was being spoken about for a while. I won't be surprised if Detroit does decide to pick up the what actually is it the Lions or the Jags that have pick one? Jags, Jags. pick one. Jag, Jags, Jags are one. Okay, I I think that I mean I still think that they might get Aiden Hutchinson, but that's just my lack of knowledge because I know there's been some other names floating around. Yeah, I I mean I, I like both those teams have terrible defenses, so yeah. so he would be a good fit on either team. Yeah, and you need a good anchor for sure. Right. If you have a if you have a good edge, I mean, uh, I mean, we saw it. JJ Watt kept the Texans relevant for a long time. Correct, and then got traded to a good team. Like he, I, you know what? Um, is this okay? I'm looking it up finally, and I remember this name. He gave he actually gave me nightmares for a while, and he played like he played the same year as Joe Burrow did. Obviously, he was younger, right? Because he's being drafted now. <clears throat> I. I'll save this for my next pick if we're if we come back around. But yeah, it's either going to be Aiden Hutchinson or someone else for defense that I think it's chosen first. I think that I think that both those te- I think both the one and two teams. You said that was Jags Jets or you said it was Jags Lions. Jags Lions. I think both of them have way too many holes to fill on the defensive side. Like the Jags, the Jags have um, what's his face coming back after injury to accompany Trevor Lawrence and he can pass the ball off or he can hand the ball off to him to run Travis Etienne and they might get one or two wide receivers, but you have to answer that defense. So yeah, we'll, we'll just stick with Aiden Hutchinson. You can go on Artie. All right. And Ziggy, who do you think will be number one overall? Um, I was thinking Aiden Hutchinson or Thibodeau just because Jags. I think Thibodeau, I think Thibodeau falls. I think you get Hutchinson. But it, this is your pick. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Keep. I was gonna say, roll into that because 
Like I've, I'm basically just gonna repeat what they said and say that the Jacks defense sucks and they really need to to get some good defense because mm-hmm. I mean we d- we don't know Trevor Lawrence's full potential on offense and I mean he was drafted number one all overall last year so no chance they're getting a quarterback so I definitely think they're gonna amp up their defense. I personally think Thibodeau fell. I don't think he performed this year like everyone thought he would. Concur. Or agree, excuse me. I personally, I think Hutchinson will go one just because that's what experts think. But I could easily see either – I could see the Jags easily going with Trayvon Walker. I could even see them going with – I mean, I guess Kyle Hamilton – um, but it, I think it'll be an edge player, but it'll be probably between Hutchinson, Walker, or possibly Jermaine Johnson, but I don't think he stands out as much as those other top two guys. I don't think Thibodeau will go number one, at least. I think he could go two yeah. or three. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I have a weird take on him. Okay, go ahead. I could easily see him falling to the 7 to 10 range. Oh, easily, yeah. I really I think, think if he doesn't get picked in the first probably five or six, he could fall farther because there's not other teams have better defensive ends. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going around that he could easily fall out of the top ten, and that's I mean, right when the draft started, he was a projected top three. He could still easily go top three, but he could slide a good bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my second one's going to be what quarterback do you guys think is going to be taken off the board first, Rhett? Uh, I just kind of – I want to go first so I don't sound like a broken record. Okay, well, Barnes, go ahead. I'm going to say Malik Willis. And why? Well, so I really think he performed well at Liberty. He didn't have that much around him. He still put up numbers from FBS school. So, overall, he's he's, – I think he showed out as well at the Combine, and I think that that's enough to – get picked up early by one of these teams that might be looking for a QB. I, I, I don't know. This is a tough question already because it's not a quarterback stack year, right? So you're, you, you've got a bit thinner a field to sift through when you're looking at what you want to, what you want to pick up, uh, you know, when you're, you're drafting that early, but I still think it's going to be Malik Willis. Will just didn't want to, or didn't want someone else to go first and say what he wanted to say. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. it. I didn't want to sound like a broken record. <laughs> Well, if it makes you feel better, I think Kenny Pickett goes first. Okay, all right. I could. I you know what, Red? I I could see that too. Like it, Kenny Pickett was really good at, at Pitt. So I, I mean, the, the, I'd say those. I'd say those are the the solidified one and two quarterbacks. Yeah, I think they're one and two, and then Corral will be three. I personally think Malik Willis has a lot more upside, but historically, if you're not from a Power Five conference, specifically. Like Liberty, they're not in a big conference whatsoever. Look at what Josh Allen. Josh Allen, in my mind, had the best combine that year out of all quarterbacks, and he was taken third or fourth out of all quarterbacks. Like, I think Malik Willis will be the best quarterback coming out of this draft, but I don't think he will be picked over Kenny Pickett just because of that. Right, but then you could argue on the other side, look at Trey Lance coming from North Dakota State. He's the guy that San Francisco is basing their future around. I mean, okay, wait, I need to look up where he was picked or what number he was picked. He wasn't picked at highly, but I think he was still the first quarterback. And well, I say highly. I think he was actually a top ten. So, Who? Trey Lance. He was picked third. Yeah. So yeah, he was top five. Yeah. Yeah, they went one, two, three on the board. 
And then Fields was 11. Got, he was picked 11. Was that the next quarterback picked? Yeah. Yeah, it went uh, it went Trevor and then Zach Wilson. Oh, okay, yeah. And then Trey okay. Lance. So no, he was no, the third was quarterback pick. Yeah, they were deciding between Trey Lance or Justin Fields, who was going to go third. Trey so, Lance got picked, and then Fields got drafted by the Bears. Uh, I mean, I just... Uh, I think Malik Willis will be the best quarterback by far coming out of this. He is a freak athlete. Yes, Kenny Pickett can make some running plays, but Malik Willis is his arm. Like Malik Willis is the full package. He has the most upside. I just think he goes second out of quarterbacks. That's fair. I just don't know who they're going to take though as first. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I guess you just said it, Kenny Pickett. All right, that's fair enough. Sorry, sorry for taking the floor. Go ahead, Artie. I think first off the board, it's going to depend on who takes them. If I personally think that if the Lions decided to go with a quarterback rather than an edge player, I think that they would go with Pickett. I think it just aligns better with how their offense is set up in that head coach. If the Panthers decide to go first, I think they will get Malik Willis. I think he fits more of Matt Rule's style. They also can utilize like Robbie Anderson and some of those guys as deep threats. Uh, because he has the arm that Darnold and unfortunately Cam Newton don't have right now. I, I think that I think that would better suit them personally. Um, so it's hard to say. I think Malik Willis is has the top best top most top side and best upside overall. But I think that yeah, I, I think if it's the Lions, it's Kenny Pickett. If they don't go first, then I think that the Panthers will draft uh, Willis as the first quarterback. If listen, if I'm the Lions fan base and they draft a quarterback with Jared Goff behind center right now, I would be so furious. And and Grant, I did make the argument last year, quickly proven wrong. I was saying Jared Goff's a pretty good quarterback, and you know he's Matt Stafford's not <clears throat> not that much better. Well, Matt Stafford got the job done. Jared Goff did not, and so that's why he's won the Super Bowl ring. Master, Jared Goff wait, wait, out. wait. Did you, rec- did you actually say Stafford was not that much better? I think I did, yeah. We already had this. Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't have to get into that. Stafford's I know a lot you, better. You, we yeah, know yeah. you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. That was, I was quickly proven wrong on that. Um, but Jared Goff's still not that bad. I, and, and you should not be – when you're the Lions, you have so many – like Dan Campbell's a head coach – should not be drafting another QB when you have so many questions to be answered on the defensive side. Yeah, I, I feel that. I also don't think any of these quarterbacks are worth the number one overall pick. Like maybe if the Lions were in like the six or seven slot, it would be different. Right. But I like Malik Willis. He is not worth the number one pick. Right. I like Kenny Pickett. They're both at most a seven to 10 range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you there. I, I could see the only quarterbacks I can see really going in the first round. Um, I can see Willis. I could see Pickett. I could potentially see Ritter if somebody like the Saints used one of their late picks on him. I could see Corral going late in the first round. Or Corral going late, yeah. I don't I don't see a ton of the other guys getting first round picks currently. Um, but, you know, we'll have to see until next week. I would like to move on, though. Who do you guys think is the – you don't have to tell me who you think will get drafted first, but who do you think is the best wide receiver in this class? Because that's probably going to be the next uh, decision that's 
number. That's a big one because there's a lot of really good wide receivers in this class. Will, would you like to go first so no one can steal what you're going to say? No, because I can't even name another wide receiver besides Kayvon Thibodeau. Well, he plays defensive end, so. Wait, then who am I thinking of? I was about to say. Wait, wait, then who am I thinking of from Southern California? Uh, Drake London. Drake London. Okay, yeah, that's it. And that's that's kind of who I want the Falcons to draft. No, I don't really Uh, have to. I don't have to. I'd pick four guys over him. I agree. Yeah, this Um, is I don't really have much to have this conversation, so go ahead, Rhett and Artie. I think Garrett Wilson will be the first taken in the draft. Who do I think will be the best, if they can stay healthy, wide receiver from this draft is Jamison Williams, but there's too many questions after his injury to take him at the seven slot where I think Garrett Wilson's going to go. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, I don't disagree with all of that. I think that... You're probably right. Jamison William probably does have the best upside. I think Garrett Wilson's probably your best possession receiver. Williams can just do everything. Wilson is a really good wide receiver, but he doesn't have the history of injuries, especially yeah. Williams is coming off of an injury, has a higher upside, but also a higher he could like get injured again and you never get to see him. You don't use right. a top 10 pick on someone like that. Like look at what happened yeah. to why am I blanking on the name? Uh Todd Gurley coming out of Georgia. He tore his ACL and he fell all the way down when he was a top 5 player in that draft. There was just a scare of injury. Yeah, and then we saw it. He he had a ended up having a shorter career because of it. Had a couple great years in you know, with the Rams, but then came to Georgia or came to the Falcons, did nothing. Did nothing for Atlanta. Yeah. He, he couldn't like, he could not yeah. stay in for an extended amount of time. And that's a completely different injury than what he had in college, but he had a few explosive years and then it was a very fast decline for him. Yeah. I think it will be crazy to see. What do you think Zach? Who's the best wide receiver? I don't know. Cause I want it to be Chris Olave. He's the only wide receiver I actually like. Oh, yeah. To. I love Chris Olave. But then again, I see Garrett Wilson was also one of his teammates. So I don't know why I always heard about Chris Olave and didn't hear as much about Garrett Wilson until Rhett just explained how he plays and stuff, and it makes a lot of sense. But I Which was... do you think is the better of the two, uh, Artie, since they're both Ohio State? I think that Olave is the more explosive uh, and I think he gives you more of like a, I'm not going to say Tyreek Hill, but that style where he can play a lot of positions and do a lot of your up and down routes. He has a lot of, uh, he, he takes breaks really well. He's a fantastic route runner. Whereas Wilson has a ton of top side from like a Mike Evans perspective where he can go up and get all the balls. He can catch from a bunch of different spots on the field. He's effective you know on screens he's also just an incredibly intelligent player and knows how to get open um and you saw that with haskins and justin fields and uh cj this past year he's able to play with guys that all have three different different throwing motions and be effective i i think i i think wilson's probably your best all-around receiver in olave is probably your most explosive from an Ohio State standpoint. I personally would I I would have a hard time 
with not getting Wilson first. Um, I think Drake London is fantastic. Um, but I see I see Wilson going number one, and then I would have probably London or Williams getting picked up uh, immediate pretty quickly after that. And then after that, you'd probably see Chris Olave. I would put Olave personally over Drake London because I'm biased, but I think Drake London is still a fantastic player. I, we None of us could go wrong with any of those picks. I think we all did a fantastic job. Good job, guys. We also haven't gotten to see London with a quarterback. Like mm-hmm. Both of the Ohio State players had a better quarterback than London had, and London was <clears throat> yeah, still yes. very good. I would love to see London paired with a really good quarterback. I mean, Imagine Kadon Slovis isn't bad. Yeah, Kadon Slovis isn't bad. Not bad, but he's not the same level that Ohio State's had, especially... Yeah who's been at Ohio state the past few years, the wide receivers yeah. that have been there for a few years, they've had quarterbacks every single year that are better than him. Yeah, for sure. I have one more question about the draft. Who do y'all think is the biggest steal? I think whoever gets Derek Stingley, I don't know if he's, biggest he's probably going to go in the, he might go in the top steal. 10, but he's a corner out of LSU. And that's who I was going to say. It was like possible for going, it, 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 he's possible for going in the early rounds. Like, and when I say early, I mean, one of the first picks, if he drops to double digits, that's a steal. I, I, I kid you not. I, I would probably agree with that. Yeah, I, I'd probably say that. He's if a not, really good corner. If not him, then maybe Jordan Davis. Okay, now it's my turn to be biased. McCreary is projected to go 25. Who's this? That's the Auburn corner that shut down everybody. <laughs> it's like the one good defensive yeah. player we had last year. Yeah, he's okay. wild. He's very, and very good. There's I a tackle. That's sorry. Go ahead. I think he's a top two corner in this class, and he's projected to be the fifth corner taken late first round. I think that's yeah. a steal if someone gets him around. Like he's projected to go 22, and if someone gets him, or no, he's projected to go 25. If someone gets him at that, that's a huge steal. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, I there's but a... I also think Kobe Bryant, the other wide receiver from. Cincinnati, that's not is named his, Sauce Gardner. Yes. Is his name actually Kobe Bryant? Yes. C-O-B-Y. Yeah, it's spelled with a C, not a K, but... Gotcha. He's very yeah, good, and he's projected to go 112th. If someone gets yeah. him in the third round, that is a big steal. Yeah, he's he he would be fantastic. He might he's doesn't have the size that probably your top four or five guys have, but he is a very good corner and can cover a lot of good slot guys. Uh, he's fine size wise. Like Stingley is six foot one ninety five, and Kobe is six one one ninety five. He's an inch taller than Stingley oh. and has the same weight. Okay, he's then never mind. Bigger than McCreary. He's bigger than four of the top five projected corners. Okay, then I'm wrong. I'm stupid. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. You're not stupid. I'm gonna go. Do we have anything else? Do we have anything else? To, uh, I have to one small thing to add in for college basketball, but it's like thirty seconds. Okay, I'm gonna go. Hop in my car. I'm here. Um, player of the year. I am sorry if I pronounce this name wrong. Toshibwe from Kentucky. One player oh, of the year Shibwe. last year just yeah, announced he's coming back to Kentucky. Oh, oh yeah, I saw that. So was um Bo- Bogot Bogot from North Carolina. Yes. Armando Bacot. Nothing in that. Read read no. Spell the last name. I, I don't know how to spell it. <laughs> I'm not looking at the name. I just know it was that. Oh, I thought you were reading that from. Okay, it's B A C O T. Okay. It's bacon T instead of an N. <laughs> yeah. 
those are two players that could easily in the draft go anywhere from 7 to 12 that are coming back for both of their teams. North Carolina is going to be really good next year. Kentucky is going to be really good next year just because of the returning players, which you don't see a lot in college basketball. And I also think this is a big effect of the NIL deal or like deals that they can get because before if you knew that you would go in the draft and you would get taken anywhere in the first round and make a few million dollars in your first year, even if you're not a top five pick or a lottery pick, you take that, you go and provide for your family. But now these two players, they are heroes at their schools. They are going to get easily a million dollars in NIL deals. And it gives them the potential to stay in college one more year while still getting paid to just develop a little bit more. Yeah. Now I wish Shabari Smith did that, but also he's projected to go one. So I can't really argue with it, but, um, yeah, that's all we got for this episode. Go Braves. We miss you, Freddie. No, we don't. Yes, we do. I we don't really don't. Don't no, I don't miss Freddie no. anymore. Okay. I, I really don't. I don't. I'm with Artie. I'm with Artie. Okay. I really don't. Here's my take. I'll take, I miss... I'll take the 400 batting average and the 20 hits. I'm fine with it, but Freddie played 12 years and spent 15 years in the Braves uniform. He played 12 years in the big league, three in the, uh, in the minors. We grew up with him. We grew up rooting him on for 12 years that he was in the big leagues. You can't say you don't miss him. I don't miss him anymore. Listen, man, I know it's been a while since you've been through a breakup, Zach, but the best thing to do is not look back. Take it from the expert. It's essentially we've had him since we since our freshman year in high school. Yeah, he, he's he been there for a majority of our time that we've actually been able to follow the Braves because we all watched the Braves going up. But like when we were in elementary school and middle school, we watched the games, but we didn't follow them like we do now. And like, yes, we replaced him with someone really good. I love Matt Olson. He's doing great things for us. I, I still miss Freddie. I'm not going to say that we're doomed without him because Matt Olson is doing a really good job of filling the role. And I love Matt Olson it still sucks to see Freddie go and uh, the entire situation sucked. And yeah, don't cry. Really. I blame his agent. His, I, I, his oh, I agent, fully blame dude. his agent. It's entirely his agent, his agent and the lockout is what caused this to happen. The yeah. fact that he did not talk to a single other, like he didn't see a Braves player and he didn't talk to Anthropolis after the parade mm-hmm. is a big reason why this didn't happen. And yes, he could have just done the chipper thing and signed with the Braves before going to anyone else. And yes, that would have been ideal. But that didn't happen, and then I think the agent in the lockout screwed everything from there. Can you, can you, Rick? Can you find out where his agent lives for me? <laughs> I'm, I'm not, no. I'm not, I'm not gonna do anything. I'm not gonna do anything. I just want to talk. Just want to talk. Just want to talk. I just want to talk. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, I miss him. That speech he had before the game, before the first game. It was, he, he was literally gonna cry if they, if. <laughs> If he didn't end it when he did, but all right. Uh, his agent is Casey Close, who graduated from Michigan. Oh, gross! Of course, of course, oh. of course. He is the agent of Clayton Kershaw. Oh my God! I hate really it. The only really big name other than him. Uh, yeah. That's why he knew that he was. He knew that if he denied this uh the braves he would go to la so he can just stay in la with kershaw and him he lives in connecticut you didn't hear it from me (laughs) rip (laughs) 
that throws off my theory. But looks like I got a business trip to Connecticut next week. 